Welcome to another episode of Kankakee Podcast, where we talk about the people and places of Kankakee County. I'm Jake Lamore, and I always joke about this every time I see our guest today, and I'm sure he was expecting it too, but there are technically, technically two Jake Lees in the room right now, uh, because Lee happens to be my middle name uh obviously my legal is your legal name jacob too i assume it is, okay yes, so yeah. yeah so there's there's two jacob lees in yep. in the room technically but <laughs> lee is not my last name that is the difference so uh and it's it's funny because it really the only person that calls me jacob lee is my grandmother on my dad's mm-hmm. side because mm-hmm. Lee is her maiden name. So that's where ah. that's where that comes from. So she's literally the only person that <laughs> so will call me Jacob Lee yeah. or write Jacob Lee because you know she's gotta sport her mm-hmm. her maiden name. But anyway, welcome welcome Jake Lee, uh Kanky <laughs> Key Auditor for uh Thank you. Thank welcome you. to Kanky Key Podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's good to it's good to see you. It's it's been a while. I was trying to think of the yeah. last I, I think the maybe it was uh, you might it might have been at the radio station, I think Probably. the last time. I know yeah. usually I if I don't see you at the radio station, it's it's randomly out mm-hmm. and about. But yep. I wanna say the last time I can remember seeing you was at the radio station. It must have been before the pandemic. Yep. And we were talking about the I remember asking you questions about, now I don't remember specifically what name it was called at the time, but they were trying to form some type of river, Kankakee River Conservancy group or organization of some Mm -hmm. kind. Remember that? And there was a a, a referendum or, or something that people could vote on, right? On whether they were willing to pay, I forget, X amount of. Mm-hmm. dollars yep. to go towards and it but it, the only people that were within a certain mileage or, or mm-hmm. feet or yep. distance of the river could vote on for right. this thing and right. and i had just moved to this house that is right next to yeah. the river so <laughs> yeah. i remember asking you i'm yeah. like uh D- d- am I included in this? Like, I I don't have riverfront property. Like, I don't have a great view of the river. I can right. I can see like this much of it, like you know, a a, a, a centimeter or or two, uh, maybe of it from from my house. But um, but yeah, I, I remember asking you about mm-hmm. that, and you you pulled out the uh, I don't know if you had the map with you, if we looked it up online, yeah. but you showed it to me, yep. and and you were very uh, very helpful with that. Oh, so, good. So good. thank you. And that didn't pass. No. It so failed miserably. It, yeah. yeah. So um, I mean, it, it's 
I, you know, I guess that's <laughs> that's getting into politics a little bit. But I mean, I'm not shocked that it didn't pass just yeah. because it was another thing that people would have to fork over money for. But yeah. I think uh, speaking of that, though, I guess this is kind of relevant because I did see the county board uh, share photos recently of the the shorelines or the mm-hmm. riverbanks mm-hmm. of how the um, the the sand um yeah, the erosion the erosion mm-hmm. is uh yeah. i think it, it if i'm not mistaken it improved or it got worse i can't remember which <laughs> you, you know i know, I know, sure. I know I, you're in the finances obviously yeah, i think it has improved a little because i know on the indiana side especially you know they've planted um lots of trees and vegetation and so forth to try to combat some of that erosion that was taking place on the with the Yellow River and all of that. So um, I think there was some improvement, but um, I hadn't seen the picture, so I'm not sure. It was, you know, I I I'm I love what I do this to myself all the time. I say, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I saw this one thing, but I can't remember exactly what yeah. <laughs> what it said, and yeah. I, I'm just so good at doing that to myself. But I want to say it was posted uh, just yesterday. Oh, okay. On the Kankakee uh, County Board Facebook page. Oh, okay. And and of course, we are recording this on on August twentieth. So yesterday would have been the August nineteenth. Um, and if I also remember correctly, they were talking about um how. A lot of, yeah, a lot of progress, like kind of like you were just pointing out, a lot Mm -hmm. of progress has been made along the Kankakee River in Indiana. Mm -hmm. And that's why things are are looking better on this. Yes. So, um, and as you pointed out, it's, it has to do with the, the Yellow River Basin Mm -hmm. Development Commission is, is officially what it's called in Indiana. So, you know, nothing like completely starting off topic. For, yeah. <laughs> because we're, you know, we're here to talk about you. I want to learn more about you. And I sure. think it's really important people learn uh, more about the uh, the people that are in our community and, yeah. and that are successful. I consider you to be very successful. If I'm, if I'm not, <laughs> well, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> you're the first African-American uh, auditor for the uh, county, right? Uh, first uh, countywide elected. Countywide uh, elected. Yeah. So, so that's, that's huge. It, it, it that, is. That's yeah. a huge yeah. accomplishment. It, it really is. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, um, but obviously there's, uh, there's so many other, you're obviously, to, to me, you seem qualified, you know, <laughs> and like, I, like I said, you know, yeah. I'm sure someone's listening to this oh, right sure. now. They might disagree with yeah. me, but that's, that's fine. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know a lot about everything uh-huh. uh, or a lot. Uh, wow. That sounded dumb. <laughs> um, I don't know a lot about, you know, auditing and financing, sure. but that's yeah. why you're here. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. here to educate me sure. on that and also your life. So where mm-hmm. does life begin for Jake Lee? Because I had heard that you were born in the county. I was at Riverside. Okay. Yeah. And I think it was when... uh when Kent Wade was on the show. Oh, yes. Yeah. I heard that he interview. Said, he mentioned yeah, me. Yeah, he mentioned you. Friend, Kent and, Wade. And yes, that's what... Yes. Um, yes. And that was uh, another reason why I was like, oh, okay. I was yes. like, I need to talk to yeah. Jake. <laughs> Him and I need to, to yeah. talk and, and see what's what's going on. So, yeah. yeah. So, you're born in, in uh, at, at Riverside Hospital, mm-hmm. but particularly... 
you grew up in Pembroke Township, right? Hopkins or Park. Hopkins Park. The village okay. of Hopkins. Yes. Village, which mm-hmm. is there. It's inside of Pembroke Township. Yeah, I was going to say it's right yeah. inside yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, how does how does life go for, <laughs> for you starting from you know from Hopkins Park? Oh, okay. I thought you wanted me to start from birth. I mean, you can. No. I mean, you Don't know, remember if, much, if, but, if if, uh, if you can recollect or, or, or recollect from yeah, that day, yeah. I I would be yeah. uh, I'd be flabbergasted. I will say that one of the kind of neat things, I guess you could say, is uh, I'm I was a late comer, so um, I was born about two to two and a half weeks late. Be so okay. so my mother was induced in labor um, <laughs> to to have me. Uh, apparently, I just and, wasn't and that, ready at that time. I don't know. I could be wrong but i feel like at that time uh there was a there wasn't a lot of that going on there's no. more of that going on now yeah, yeah. but back then yeah. most of them they just let it happen mm-hmm. when it would happen mm-hmm. yeah know. so so i was I, I think i was a painful experience for her <laughs> and i'm the youngest so i've got siblings oh. older than me um there's 14 years between me and my oldest sibling so okay. so i mean there's yeah. and um <laughs> but i was probably her most difficult <laughs> Man, <laughs> which well, shoot, you know, yeah. So, um, so one of the most interesting things I guess I'll say that has happened in my life uh, has to do with a horrific accident I had at the age of four. Um, and I often start the story off by asking people, and I'll ask okay, you this okay. question: Yeah, if you have or if you know anyone who literally ran themselves over with a vehicle. Well, it's funny you say that because <laughs> uh, not me, but yeah. my my grandfather. Oh. And it, there's just something about that age three and four, yeah. you know. Um, and this yeah. this story has actually been told on Kankakee podcast already. So uh-huh. if you if you search for the episode uh, episode fourteen, Franklin Weber, okay, you'll hear this story. But yeah. he uh, had was was not all the way over, but mm-hmm. had. Uh, his leg run over by a, a tractor Oof. and you know we're talking in the 1930s yes so this ain't no modern day no. tractor with rubber tires this is uh you know got <laughs> steel uh wheels no rubber oh. on the yeah and and somehow he you know walked and everything they you know what? they were able, able to repair it but anyway so there is that okay. but yeah, but anyway that. it sounds yeah. like you have that so experience. I have a similar experience it, it's a but common, it wasn't a tractor <laughs> it, okay it's a common theme I guess yeah, yeah, on yeah. the on the podcast yeah. so so what it was was um so growing up we had all these vehicles that didn't work mm. um okay and so we would you know sit our uh, uh, Sanford and Son, and okay. so, so my dad was kind of a lot like Fred Sanford, you know, <laughs> and it was always junk coming to our house or whatever. So anyway, so we have all these. Did vehicles. he sell like Fred too? No, he didn't sell oh, okay. anything. <laughs> well, what the heck? He could he could have at least sold. Yeah. You know, I and, mean, and it was always this. Okay, well, we're gonna do, we're gonna do, and yeah. we never did type okay. thing. So anyway, I know what you're saying. Uh, so we would get in these vehicles and pretend that we were driving, you know, oh, using okay. your imagination, kids. Sure. Being kids, oh yeah. I, I did that yeah. all the time as yeah, a kid. You know? Yeah. And so, um, my middle brother and I, he's three years, my senior, um, got the wild hair that we would play in the full size conversion van that we had that actually was operational. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> 
Did you guys know that? Uh, oh, yeah, we knew. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because we um we rode in it. I mean, that was like our oh, family vehicle. Okay. So okay. Um and and of course vehicles didn't have the safety features they have on them today. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we uh, you can imagine where the story's going. So um so we were tussling about in this van, uh, and somehow the gear selector level gets pulled. And the transmission gets engaged and the van begins to roll. Well, my brother uh, was a little bit older and, and bigger than I am. And so he jumps out of the moving van and they had those ladders on the back. So yes, that you could climb. I remember, remember that. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, so he ran around the back to grab this ladder to attempt to pull the van backwards, you know, oh to keep it from gosh. rolling. <laughs> You know, uh, watch too much Superman and all that. Too too much cartoons as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um, I, on the other hand, wasn't quite as fortunate. Uh, I ended up falling out of the van and I hit the, they have those metal steps, you know, with the uh, grates and so forth. So I hit that step and started to tumble down the hill. Well, of course, this van is following behind me. Um, and so my, my head ends up in one of the trenches because a few days before this, um, there were torrential downpours and we lived up on a hill. And so the sand was washed away and there were little trenches there. So my head went into one of these trenches and then the van came and ran over my head, um, kind of, kind of squaz a little bit like an accordion. Um, like, and then, wait, so the, did the tires run over your head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the tire? Yeah, <laughs> and you're st- and you're sitting yeah. right in front of yeah, me right now. Yeah. Well, well, and and that's because it was tucked in that um in that little trench, and so it basically, you know, this you you all can't see this, but this uh this this groove here, it basically just ran over that. So so it didn't squish my head. Plus, with the sand, there was some okay. give. You know, it wasn't like it was on top of the gravel. If it was on uh-huh. top of the gravel, my head would have exploded. It would have killed me. Um. So anyway, and and then the van just kind of rolls and parks itself on the side of the hill. And I still, whenever I tell this story or think about it, I can feel the pain of 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 this not only a throbbing headache I right, was but, gonna say yeah but uh you know I remember my eyes just rolling around like this and and I liken the the sensation I had all over my body to when you hit your uh, your funny bone oh yeah 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 it was it was that feeling multiplied by about a thousand you know I mean it was very uncomfortable Ooh. and there was oh, this boy. numbing tinglingness all over my body yeah uh, and I kept screaming I'm sorry dad I'm sorry dad I'm sorry dad <laughs> was he and, even around uh, he, he was in the house he was um, okay and and it was crazy like years later we find found stories or rumors that he ran me over and they wanted <laughs> my mom to press charges and this and that and, and oh by the way all of this happened on Mother's Day oh uh, so. my gosh oh <laughs> so, man yeah so talk about being a difficult kid for my mom. Oh, uh, you know? your poor mother. <laughs> your poor, poor mother. Yeah. And, and, and so what ended up happening from that is, uh, and, and I spent, um, I spent well over a month. It, it had to be, well, maybe not well over, about 33, 34 days between Riverside and Cook County, which is now Stroger in Chicago. Um, I had two surgeries. Um, I had a lacerated liver when I was at Riverside, 
And I kept getting worse. I was swelling. I was jaundiced and all this kind of stuff. And they, they realized I had a, uh, the lacerated liver, but they didn't have any. There was no peed specialist or anything here at Riverside at no. the time. Um, and so they didn't have the capability to take care of me. So yeah. I got shipped I- to Stroger, well, which was then Cook County. And within 24 hours of uh, me arriving, I was on the surgery table. They actually got permission. And I think I can say this now because we're past the statute of limitations. But they, they got permission oh, to operate over the phone from my parents. What? It was that dire that they had to get in there. Um, but all of that revealed something that um, I had a birth defect, uh, the twisting of the intestines, which normally shows up when you're about one and a half, two years old. So what exactly is that? I can't that? tell you what it's called. I think it's called volvulness or something on that order. But but it's so basically your intestines, your intestines twist on top of themselves. Whenever they and, want? Or? Well, <laughs> well it, it happens and then they, they start to choke themselves so that you can't have bile movements. Oh, and, man. Um, that sounds awful. Yeah. yeah. And, but it shows up when you're a kid so that they can correct it early on. I had a rare version of that that would have gone undetected and would have killed me when I was an adolescent. So um, so they got in there, got that corrected, um, dealt with the leaking of the bile from the lacerated liver. And did that just come from I'm the, the laceration? Did that come from? They think it came from the fall when I hit that metal step. They oh, okay. think that the impact yeah, is what, that makes what sense. may have caused that. Um, had a bruise on the brain, obviously. Yeah. And so even today when I... Um, you know, act a little funny or whatever. I blame that accident. You know, I forget things or, you know, um, it, it, you get it. So I, I at least you it, have, I have an excuse. excuse. Yeah, yeah, I don't. So. I just, you know, I'm just like, yeah, yeah I got nothing. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't have an excuse. I don't yeah. have no, no brain injuries or, you know, I can't say, oh, my mom smoked, you know, when she was pregnant with uh-huh. me or anything like that. I can't, you know. I can't say that either. There's lots but, of stuff uh, I can say. <laughs> uh, hopefully, uh, nobody's listening. Uh, mother's not listening. Whatever. Oh, no, uh, man. But, Mom uh, is she's gonna beat you the next time. She I told sees you I was you. a problem child. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So they were able to correct those things and that. And so, um, so did your skull crack? It was just a br- like. No, I they think didn't it just. I think it just squaz it, and um, and and I kind of have a little funny shaped head. If you ever pay close attention, <laughs> it's a little elongated, and that and I, I think and it just squaz from... it. And I, I okay. think that's what. So it's if all anyone from. ever yeah. wants a elongated head, they just, just got to get run over. Just run yourself over, but yeah. make sure it's on top of sand. Yes, sand, <laughs> and and it's it's nice and soft, and you know, make sure there's a trench because you, if you run right over it, it's going to be <laughs> like yeah. an exploding watermelon. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that is probably one of the most interesting things that happened to me. Uh, and I still have all the scars to prove it. Um, I was, I often say, I often joke that I was split open from stem to stern and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, um, yeah, it, it was a very, and it was a difficult time on my family cause I did, I, I came imagine. within, you know, 24 hours of death. I mean, yeah. it was very, very bad. And this would have been but in what? The- 1991. Okay. So, yeah. I was going to say it was either late 80s or early mm-hmm. 90s yeah. maybe. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep, Mother's Day of 91. Yeah. Oh. So, it was it was horrific, but uh it turned out to be one of the best things 
that could have ever happened, at least for my mom, because otherwise I would not be here today. Um, now, I'm, that may be a source of irritation for a great many other people, but <laughs> <laughs> I know that she's happy. <laughs> at least that's what she tells me. Anyway, uh, so yeah. And hopefully that. she's telling the truth. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, sure yeah. she is. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, <laughs> wow. And, and, and my, I'm sure my kids are, you know, they probably are glad that they're here, too. I so. would I would yeah. think so. <laughs> I would sure hope so. My gosh. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so from that, uh, then obviously I did what everyone else did in terms of going to school. Um, well, what was it like growing up in Hopkins Park? Because I don't know that many mm-hmm. people. And I, and I told Kent when he was on, too, that um, eventually I, I'm going to do kind of uh, some special episodes on the, you know, the Pembroke Township oh, awesome. area. Just yeah. because... Mm-hmm. I know there's so many people in this county like me. They just don't know much about it other than hearing, uh, yeah, there's not much there. <laughs> like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that uh, that's yeah. kind of and I I don't mean that in a derogatory no, way. No, no, no. That's just mm-hmm. how that's just what I was told. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that myself. It's mm-hmm. just that's that's this what I was told by people. Exactly. <clears throat> so Well, to your point, um, so when I was growing up, uh you know, we had dirt roads and all that kind of thing. Um, we all, always referred to 13,000 as um, the blacktop because, <laughs> you know, it was the main street that came in um, when you're you're coming in from Kankakee moments and those areas from the north and uh, ran. But uh, so we'd call that the blacktop. There were other paved roads, though, like uh, Cemetery Road, which is 4,000 south. That was paved uh, 16,000. Uh, North Hopkins Road. So there were some paved roads, uh, but a lot of them were dirt roads, eventually became gravel. Some of them became chip and tar. Um, we had, let's see, there was at the three-way on uh, 15,000, there, uh, there was a gas station there and there used to be a convenience store years ago. Uh, at the four-way, that everyone knows the four-way, uh, there was the uh, four-way deli when I was growing up. Uh, the gas station was not there. Um, we had a police force when I was growing up. Matter of fact, uh, Clay Butler, late Clay Butler, was one part of the police force back then. Um, we had the public library now did not exist. The public library when I was growing up was in the house that's at Martin Luther King Park. Uh, there's a two-story house there. Very, very small, like the smallest library ever. But um, (laughs) (laughs) that was our public library. Um, I mean, it's amazing that, I mean, because what's the population in Hopkins Park? Or at that time, what was it? Well, at that time, it was 800. Okay. Um, So it's amazing that you even had Uh a public library, even though it was... You know, it wasn't a big library, no, but you had one. We had one. Yeah. And and I remember when we would do the community uh, black history programs and so forth, we would uh, prepare there. Mr. Uh, Aaron Beverly would, uh, at least I think it was Aaron Beverly. I, I know it's Beverly, Mr. Beverly. He, uh, no, Aaron Beverly was a friend of mine growing up. I don't know what his a, first a different, name was, but anyway, Beverly. Mr. Beverly. And he like did Broadway, all kinds of things. And he wrote a lot of the plays we did. Oh, cool. Um, and, and I remember we would meet in that room and he had a little theater studio type thing at his house that I went to one time when I was younger. Um, he's since passed um, years ago. 
But yeah, and we, you know, Leggett's Funeral Home's been there forever. Uh, the park, of course. Uh, Monday Brothers. Monday Brothers was still in business when I grew up. They were an asphalt company. Um, matter of fact, the road I grew up on, um, Gamble Road, named after Old Man Gamble, uh, at the top of the road was where Monday Brothers sat. And um, they they actually had basketball courts uh, back in the day. And, and a lot of times people would come have basketball tournaments there and that kind of thing. At our house, we had a lot of barbecues and such. And so uh, we had a basketball rim. And so people would come over um, and we play ball. And that. that's pretty much all you did was you walked around, you rode bikes, you, <laughs> you played basketball. Um, and, uh, even though we played video games and stuff, m- many of us didn't have the money to afford video games. So, yeah. um, we usually, ha- we had gaming consoles, like we had the Nintendo, uh, we got the super Nintendo and we got the PlayStation. Um, I, my oldest brother ha- who had moved out, but when he came back, he left his Sega Genesis. Oh man. Uh, so you know, like, so we yeah. play Sonic the Hedgehog and <laughs> yeah, all that. There you go. Um, yeah. The Hedgehog. But, um, you know, and that's pretty much all you do out there. Um, because there, there really isn't much else to do. My dad was a fisher. And so, um, we went fishing a lot as a kid. Um, I went hunting with him a couple of times um, was there places to fish uh, nearby in, not in Hopkins really. Park? You probably you, have to you go. You kind of have to go. Well, you either, go to some of the back creeks and stuff, like yeah. out by St. Anne and in Iroquois County. Or, um, you go to Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. Um, never went to Willisloo because that cost money, so we didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that, that was pretty much life. Um, we had a garden growing up, um, so that was a lot of work and a lot of time. Everything was done by hand, so... We pulled all the weeds by hand. Uh, it, it was a big garden. I mean, you're not talking just, you know, a couple rows. I mean, mm-hmm. we, yeah. we had, uh, there's a lot of, uh, and, um, you know, we, uh, we watered it. Um, we turned it over. So we didn't have a tiller. And um, so it was shovels. And that was our tilling. <laughs> when we grew, and we had hoes, you know, garden hoes. So. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was very, very interesting growing up. Um, Lots of lots of uh, fond memories and and then some not so good memories, but yeah. uh, that's with any family and that's oh, yeah. with any, any, any. It doesn't yeah. matter where you live. We spent a lot of time at Bible Witness Camp. Uh, Bible Witness Camp uh, has been a haven for many young people for many many years, um, and they had the Awana program, which is stands for Approved Workmen Are Not Ashamed. It's a uh, verse out of Second Timothy, I believe, if I still have my scripture references correct, uh, and it um, it's geared towards uh, Bible memorization. Um, and they back then, how yeah, how does one memorize yeah, the Bible? <laughs> you you used to uh, Bible verses, I guess I should or, say, not yeah. the whole thing, but yeah. um, you know, you used to have to be able to quote verbatim what the verse said. Um, the reference, which is the book and the chapter, yeah, uh, and the verse. So, for example, the big famous one everyone knows, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world. Da 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 da. You have to be able to quote those. And so, I somehow developed a very good memory, and um, I did exceptionally well with the Awana program and learning the um, Bible verses, the books of the Bible, etc. 
Um, and, and I would win many awards and all that. We used to have Bible quiz offs in Bloomington Normal and, and, and the whole thing. And uh, it was it was very, very good. And then we had there were these summer camps that they offered day camp if you were young. Overnight camp, if you were, I believe you had to be third grade or above or third grade to eighth grade to participate in overnight camp where you're you, you pack for a week and you go live in cabins, you know, out at the camp. Uh, and then um, uh, where was the the camp? So it's uh, in North what they call North Hopkins. I believe it's 17,000 uh, is the main road. And um it's a, a little wooded area. There's a sign that says Bible Witness Camp. A hmm. bunch of pine trees that my parents planted when they were kids. Wow. Uh, in that group. Okay. And then... Because um, it's been that around that long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And because um, they, they started Bible Witness Camp out here in Hopkins Park full time in 1955. Okay. Um, they first started coming out here, from what I understand, in 47. And it was tied to the Bible Witness Mission in Chicago. So ever since then, they've had, you know, these um, Awana clubs and just really trying to teach people about the Bible and Jesus and God and all that um, to to build a foundation, character and morals and values. So um, looks yeah. like it worked for you. Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. It, it, it certainly shaped who I am today and, and, and many people. And it gave you a, a place to go that was a positive place. You know, you weren't getting into trouble there. Um, you say your verses, we have what's called a sugar shack where, you know, you, you say so many verses, you get all these points and you could use those points to buy candy okay. you know, or, or pop say, or whatever. There, oh, and it's yeah. like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. I get into that. Mm -hmm. I love candy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who does it, right? Yeah. 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 Especially so. when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, what, what's something... Uh, what else do you know about Hopkins Park as far as history goes? Well, um, so I, I love studying history and so forth, but Hopkins Park is a very interesting area um, and, and Pembroke Township for that matter. Um, I believe it's the township is Pembroke Township that was uh, founded by Pap Tedder, who um, is uh, an interesting fellow as well. And, and they came up uh, from the South I believe North Carolina and up and around through Indiana and all that. And there's, there's actually a cemetery uh, that has, um, and it's in, it's in Indiana because they, they stopped in Indiana before they got to the Pembroke area. Okay. Uh, the, at least that caravan of folks. And um, there's uh, the Tedders, the Greenleys, um, the um, there's, there's a couple other staple names that are still prevalent here in Kankakee County that are all part of that group I was going to say, because there um, uh, isn't, there, there's a well-known tetter that I've uh, heard a name of recently, I thought, and maybe. Well, you've got Alderman Tetter. Okay. Uh, that's who I was thinking uh, of. Is he he's affiliated? A he's a he is. A, okay. Yes. That's what I was, yes. I was like. There's a, yes. te there's a Tetter yes. I just heard of. Yeah. He's a descendant. Of course, yeah. He just uh, mm -hmm. stepped down. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's him. And that's so um, cool. Yeah, it is cool. And, and, and then, you know, uh, my family's been around for a very long time. Uh, if you go to the past, uh, the Lee name is actually a married name of my paternal grandmother. 
um, were not really Lees because my dad had a different father than okay. his siblings. Okay. So, uh, so there's that. And, oh, and then our, our, our history goes back to um, on my dad's side to like the 1930s, 40s time frame, uh, maybe the 50s. Uh, but uh, and then my mom's side, uh, we go back. Uh, well, it goes back a little further than that on my dad's side, but uh, on my mom's side, I think we go back to like the 30s or 40s or somewhere in there okay. too. So, so we go back a little ways. Uh, the village of Hopkins Park hasn't been around nearly as long as Pembroke Township, and uh, my, I, my, I guess he would be my step grandfather, my grandfather, or something. Anyway, I don't know, but um, they called him Mr. Al. His name was um, Al Bernardo. He was one of the founding trustees of Pembroke Township. Uh, so there's a little bit of a, t or not Pembroke Township, uh, of Village Hopkins, of Hopkins Park. Village of Hopkins, Village of Hopkins Park. Park. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of a connection there. Um, and of course, all the people who knew him and knew all of that, they're all yeah. passed away or passing away. Mm -hmm. um, and I found out recently, my best friend growing up, uh, Kelvin Thomas Jr., his grandmother was actually the attending nurse to Mr. Al after his uh, car accident and he was immobilized, he was paralyzed. Uh, and I had no idea, but huh. it wasn't a, years later, we're all talking and stuff and, and happens I happened to, to bring up. up a family member and she said, wait a minute. And and then we go down the line. She said, well, you know, wow. <laughs> and so, wow. yeah, so it's cool. Yeah. It's just, that. yeah, it's just cool to know mm -hmm. that, uh, like some of those those founding mm -hmm. names yeah, are yeah. are still are still around like like Tedder mm -hmm. and they are. you know I mean and especially considering he was alderman yes you know yeah. like it's so neat. still involved yes. kind of heavily in mm -hmm. what's happening in the in the area exactly. in the county so. and there there's a lot of history back there like if you ever and you can Google it the Lost Sands of Kankakee County talks a lot about Pembroke Township. Uh, there was a, at one point Mills College was out there. Um, they had, um, I know there was like when my mom was growing up, they had this little club called the Shady Grove and, uh, they'd have these dance, uh, uh dance offs and so forth. And she used to win dance competitions like way back when, oh, okay. uh, they had a laundromat. Um, they've had, I mean, lots and lots. And like I said, even when I was growing up, we had a police force and that, None of that exists today. And it's just very, it's very disheartening um, to see that a lot of the churches even that um, I was active in, you're seeing the buildings start to decay. And some of them are, um, uh, some of the churches that have been out there, some of them are vacant, overrun with weeds and nature is taken over in that. So, so it is, it is a little um, concerning, but, but there's, there's still a lot of great people out there. Um, the population is shifting. There's a lot more Hispanic folks that are there than were there when I was growing up. Um, and um, they, uh, they have their ranches and, you know, the, there's a restaurant on the four way now that's a, okay. um, a taco place and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, it is uh, it is a great place. Fine memories. We still have property out there and stuff. So okay. I'm out there frequently. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's One of my cool. pet projects is on uh, out in the field out there. Uh, I grow hops. So I got some hops out there. Oh, and, yeah, do, so, so do you brew? You know, I don't, but so my what do you friend do does. Oh, so and you so give him the hops. I give him the hops. And yeah. And so we're working with some of the 
nano brewers and all that kind of thing and and hopefully we'll be able to build some kind of partnership and, really yeah. how how uh what what size is your 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 field the, of hops oh it's it's only in acres it's oh, okay. but <laughs> it's a lot of work and there's a lot of plants there's over a thousand plants yeah how does it um, how do you grow so, hops i've well, never i've never heard <laughs> yeah, like anyone yeah. talk about well they they grow uh, vertically um, so you have to build a trellis, especially if it's something that big, it's got to be a trellis system of some kind. So it's basically telephone poles and cable wire is what Interesting. it is. And then you, you, um, tie, uh, ropes. I'm going to call them ropes. I'm not going to get into technical terms, but you tie <laughs> ropes from the, uh, wire and then you clip them into the soil. And then as the plants grow up, they're perennials. So as they grow up, you just wrap them around the rope and then they'll train themselves to go all the way up and then they'll produce the cones. Um, all female plants, you do not want male hop plants because they're seedy. You just want the, the flowery plants. Um, so I didn't even know there was such thing as a male and female plant. This, this is how, <laughs> see, this is how smart you are and how unsmart or not smart I am. So you didn't learn that in biology. You know? I'm, okay. Come on. Okay. <laughs> biology, I almost failed. <laughs> so I think, I yeah. think, uh, you know, Ken Clip, who was my teacher for biology at uh -huh. Mac, I think he was just nice to me because. <laughs> He knew my uncle real well back in the day. You know, he taught him and coached him in track. I think he was yep. helping me out because oh, okay. I was terrible at biology. Oh. I forgot that. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and and it is terrible yeah. because yeah. I come from a farm family. So that, oh, that's, that even, that's even worse. Yeah, that's I just didn't, and I just didn't, my, my heritage just went out the window. <laughs> Oh goodness, my yeah. father's rolling his eyes right now. Yeah. Listening. <laughs> you know he's listening. Uh, so. He might be. He might be, you know. Um yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I didn't realize that's mm -hmm. that's how hops I didn't yeah. know they went went up vertically and they're mm -hmm. so they're like a vine almost. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And um it, it's it's neat. You know, it's it's different. It it's a great way, like for me, I love to be outside. Um and to get away from all the noise and all the drama and just be out there and yeah. Playing with my plants, you know, it's like, <laughs> that, that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, really yeah. cool. So that's, that's something a lot of people, like I've talked about it, um, in the past, but a lot uh -huh. of people don't know that about me. So that's yeah. kind of one of those neat things that, um, or I think it's neat anyway. We so. have the exclusive <laughs> Jake Lee. Yeah. Yeah. He's a hop grower. I, I am. I am. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll have a, a special Jake Lee, uh, <laughs> brew of, yeah. of some kind an yeah. ipa or oh, a, you oh, know yeah. i love ipas see, so, see there you yeah. go it's yeah, gonna yeah. be mm -hmm. uh i i don't know i there there has to be a, a cool name you can come up come up with to kind of play around on auditor you know oh yeah, you know? And, yeah and i, I kind of imagine that if if you did play around with that name i feel like if you did include something about being an auditor it would have to be an ipa because it i don't know for some reason i just it i picture a beer that's just gonna knock you on your butt oh yeah it's gonna be bold and <laughs> full of body and yeah yeah because you're uh, the auditor yeah you know? even though usually auditors are considered kind of glib and boring yeah, but the the but it's such a like the the term itself yeah, yeah. to me 
it's very that gravitas. It does. Yeah. It's very, it's very like you, you get, I don't know. I hear the word auditor and I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I just kind of straighten up, you know, I just kind of straighten yeah. up and be like, Oh, cause who wants to get audited? It, it sucks the, <laughs> it sucks the life out of a room. You know, <laughs> That's I, what I, mean. I never, whenever I'm in a place, I, you know, I would never tell people what I actually did. Cause I knew the reaction I get. And I remember, <laughs> I don't remember if it was grapes and hops or something. I, anyway, I was at a place mm-hmm. like that and it was a kind of a meet and greet type thing. And someone said, Hey, you know, what do you do that? I said, Oh, I work for the County, you know, this and that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's cool. But what do you do? Well, um, I work in the auditor's office. <laughs> you know, I just keep trying to avoid yeah. using that term. And then yeah. when I say, well, I'm the county auditor. Oh, well. <laughs> well, um, like, I know nothing about yeah. uh, this one thing. Yeah. That <laughs> I wasn't there. I swear. And then they start telling me about their taxes and how they're trying to get things in order. And, this oh, yeah. and that. I'm like, look, I'm not the IRS. I'm not coming <laughs> to the, you know, uh, but it does. That's the reaction you get. That's why time. That's yeah. why I say it has to be an IPA, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It's got to yeah. be something yeah. that mm-hmm. that knocks, you know, mm-hmm. knocks you on your butt. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, you get into high school. Mm-hmm. Was it then that you decided to, because I know you're a Navy veteran. Yes. I do remember that about you. Yes. When did that come into play for you? Interestingly enough, so I, um, so my grandpa was in the Navy. Okay. And there uh, is. During maybe World War World II? World War II. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was a radio man. Um, I don't know much about his time in service. Uh, I do know that he only completed the 11th grade. So I'm assuming he was drafted. Um, or Can, were they, did they draft people in high school? I'm not sure. I mean, he could have, but somehow, he could have faked his, yeah, his, he may his have. Like, or, I don't know. He was, cause that was a thing. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. And, um, but I, uh, he's a little project of mine that I'm going to start because I want to know more about his service history. Did you ever um, meet him? Was he alive? Yes, when? He, he, um, I was, I was five, five and a half, something like that when he died. Okay. So, so I knew so a him little bit, and yeah. he actually came to visit me when I was at Cook County every single day because my parents couldn't afford to come up here and the vehicle wasn't reliable enough for that. Yeah. And, uh, it was reliable so, to roll, but right. <laughs> not roll all the way to, to, yeah, to right. County hospital. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And so he came every day to visit me. Um, my dad was an only, was his only child. Oh, wow. So, okay. um, so we were his only grandchildren biologically. So he came to visit every day. And, uh, what's funny is by the time I was out of the hospital. So when I was learning, so to well, I wasn't learning to walk again, but I was healing enough where I could walk. And you're going, and you had to do therapy at that right. point, you know. And he would take me, and we walk around the uh, nurse station, all that. I'd have my IV and that, but he'd have me walk different ways. And so he taught me how to walk like Cap Calloway. And you know, when he'd do many to moocher, and he'd have the finger <laughs> down and kind of the pimp and stroll type thing. <laughs> And so I come out of the hospital. This little pimp. And I'm walking like that. And my mother is, she's like, what do you have my son doing? You know, it's so, it's just, I mean, just things like that, that, um, yeah. So. Like, what did you, yeah. yeah. Send him up yeah. to the, you know, yeah. Chicago hospital. Yeah. He comes out yeah. and he's and all. He's, yeah. But but you know uh, it's, it's but speaking of that one of the one of the fondest memories I do have of that time is there was a little girl who I don't know her name I don't remember her don't remember anything about her except the fact 
that she would not eat. And um, she uh, in the somehow, hospital in the hospital. You? Yeah, okay. She was down the hall. Okay. And somehow we struck up a friendship, and um, I I would talk to her and encourage her that she needs to eat if she wants to get better. This and that. Da da da. Uh, and so eventually she started eating. And I was the only person she would eat for. She wouldn't eat for her parents, her nurse, anyone. It was wow. it's very, very bizarre. And well, it's uh, the magic touch. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you got that magic touch yeah. there, Jake. That's really what and, it is. And so, um, but she ended up getting better and she got out of there before I did. You wow. know, and it's like, but I never heard from them again. I have no oh, idea. Man. I would have obviously no way of You'd being know. able to, mm. but I would be so curious as to what her life turned out to be. Yeah. Because uh, I, I don't know what she was in there for or anything either. But you just know yeah. she wouldn't eat. She wouldn't eat. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. don't remember seeing like casts or anything like that. I don't remember that. Um, my mom probably would mm-hmm. um, would know a little more, but yeah. I I I do remember her, and yeah. I remember feeding her, but I don't remember anything else huh. um, beyond that. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's just weird. You yeah, know, I don't know. Yeah. It anyway, is, it is kind of weird, but yeah. Still, it, yeah. it's funny the the things that you remember. Yeah, that make an impact on you at at it, that age. It does, you know. Yeah. yeah, and 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 going and beyond. But anyway, getting back to my grandfather. So he was in the navy. There was a a painting which I I have in my house now um, of him in uniform, and it's so funny that there's a there's a watermark near his eye that makes it look like he was crying. Uh, in the painting, it's, it's just so weird. But anyway, and that uh, was done on purpose, or it no? Was an ac- it was I, I think an it was an accident just, oh, somewhere okay. down the line. Yeah. Um. So I have it framed nicely and everything to try to preserve it. But um, that is where I got the idea that I wanted to be a Navy captain. Now I didn't know the difference between officer and enlisted <laughs> and all that kind of thing back then. Yeah. But I wanted to be a Navy captain, but I had no idea how to do that. I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. But then that left me because um, I, growing up, I always wanted to be a preacher. Yeah, I always wanted to be a preacher. And it stems from an, uh, a situation that happened when I was in the hospital, which I won't go into detail with. Maybe off air, we'll talk about okay. it. Okay, <laughs> sure, uh, I understand. But I stem, um, so so I uh, wanted to be a preacher in that, and, and I'd wear suits to school every day and all this kind of stuff. Um, by the time I got to high school, though, life started changing, and then, you know, you do things and all that. Uh, and so I still, I actually started preaching. Actually, I started preaching very young. Um, I did my first sermon. I want to say I was 16 ish or something where you, you get what's called a, uh, a license to preach in the Baptist church. You know, they give, they give you this license where the pastor signs it and the deacons and all this kind of wow. thing. Wow! And, and, uh, you do your trial sermon, which, um, uh, you know, and I did mine that. And do you do uh, that in front of the other in front of the entire congregation. Oh, in front of the entire yeah, congregation. It's the first okay. time you ever give a message. But I'm sure there you get like judged or graded on it, right? Kind by the, of. Kind of. Uh, it's very informal. By the by though. the preachers. Yeah. You know. But they do kind of rate you or whatever. And then yeah. and then if they license you, then you basically become an understudy. You know, um, I was always a bookworm and kind of nerdy. And so I'd go to all the conferences and I'd I'd read the great authors and theologians like Spurgeon and F.F. Bruce and all of these. Um, I was always fascinated with uh, people like, um, you probably shouldn't talk about him, but the late Ravi Zacharias, who 
caught up in a lot of scandal lately post-mortem, but he was brilliant. And so people like him, people uh, like uh, Oz Guinness and all these folks, uh, I studied them. And uh, so, and and I studied the Bible and I I would go and study other, but uh, anyway, so I became very, um, very astute and, you know, substantive, I hope, in my messages and so forth. But then, and and then I actually ended up getting ordained after I turned 18. And okay. and I did that for a little while. Uh, and then, you know, I kind of retired, I guess. <laughs> now after, I after 18? Like, <laughs> no, I was in my 20s. Oh, you know, okay. So, okay. Uh, but still, it's and it's kind of like, you know, I might do a message every now and then or, uh-huh. or do something special, but it's sure. not like what I normally do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so when I was 18, the opportunity to go to college did not exist for me. Um, you know, my folks couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford it. And that, and, and I had a child on the way at the time, my oldest uh, daughter, Brianna. And how old were you at this point? Uh, I was 18. You were 18. So I was, I was turning 19 though. She was born right before my 19th birthday. Okay. Um, and so, uh, obviously I had a decision to make. So I decided to go to the Navy. Um, I enlisted as a religious program specialist. And uh, went to boot camp in June of 2005, June 28th. And um, that was that. Uh, my first duty station was the Naval Academy. Interestingly enough, I wanted to be a Navy captain. And here I end up getting stationed at the Naval Academy where they, what, produce officers. <laughs> so <laughs> never knew it existed, obviously. You don't hear about those kind of things in Hopkins Park, St. Anne. You know, no. and, and so, um, but. I met so many great people, had lots of good friends. I um, was responsible for the budget for our division. I uh, did memorial affairs. So I coordinated funeral services. Um, I actually, my claim to fame is uh, Admiral Flucky, who uh, they called him Lucky Flucky, uh, highly decorated Samariner. Uh, He was cremated. For his service, there was no one to drive his urn. So I put his urn in the back seat of my car <laughs> and I was the hearse. Just chilling. And uh, we and earned him over at the columbarium. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it uh, it was one of the greatest times. I met so many cool people. Um, I came after Admiral Stockdale had died because he died in August. I didn't arrive until October. Um, but we had Vice Admiral Meade, um, Admiral Lawrence, who his daughter, Wendy, was the astronaut. Um, you know, all of these folks, I was able to participate or even coordinate their services. I literally ran into um, Vice or excuse me, um, the CNO, Admiral Mullen at the time uh, in the basement of the chapel, <laughs> which wow. the crypt of John Paul Jones is in the basement of the chapel at the Naval Academy as well. So, hmm. so that's really cool. And all his medals and yeah. awards and everything. And, you know, that's, his a, pretty sarcophagus. Cool. that's yeah. a pretty cool job so, then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then from there, I, I went to the USS Enterprise, the first nuclear aircraft carrier in the world, eight nuclear reactors. Um, I, my, I had a chief at the time who used to say this is 4.4 acres of sovereign Sovereign U.S. territory. <laughs> that sounds pretty and, accurate. And just to give you an idea of the scope, I tell people to, this is, so if you take an aircraft carrier and you turn it vertical, 
it would be taller than the Sears Tower or the Willis Tower now. So that just kind of gives you an idea of these things. They're massive. Um, and um, anyway, I ended up being pulled off of the ship to what's called an individual augmentee billet. And they sent me to Afghanistan in 2008. And I served there with the 101st Airborne Division um, with both Task Force Lifeliner and at the division level where I traveled throughout the combined joint operations area or Sejoa for short uh, to provide religious support or protection for the chaplain because the chaplain's a non-combatant. So I carried the weapon, carried the gear uh, to make sure the chaplain didn't get killed. And um, it was a, that was probably my, one of my toughest assignments. I would imagine uh, so. But um, it was certainly one of the most humbling and one of the the military is one of the best parts of my life. Really, really was one of the best decisions I made because I earned my associates and my first bachelor's degree while on active duty. So that was um, that was very, very uh, um, fortunate for me to be able to do that. It was a blessing. So did you do did you do that online or were you taking uh, classes on base? Did they have those? It or? was a combination. Okay, um, mostly online via distance learning. But uh, there were some courses that I ended up that I took on base that I got credit for and so forth. But uh, yeah, mostly distance learning. Did you become a chaplain while? No, no I never I, became because you have to have work? a master's degree in divinity or okay. theology or something. You have to have a master's degree to be a chaplain. Um, I had nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah, you went in. Right, you so, went in with nothing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, so, it sounds like yeah. you got as close as you possibly could. Oh yeah, though. yeah. I mean, and, you were guarding. Yeah, the yeah, you were guarding them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of enlisted people, because chaplains are commissioned officers, and they don't feel comfortable talking to a commission, and so they'll unload on you. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I got a lot of conversations, and, and I'd always the things, and you filter what what was important and serious. You always push to the chaplain, said, "Hey, sir, I or ma'am, I I think you uh -huh. need to." But uh, some of the other stuff that you could handle, you just handle that stuff. So sure, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, thank you for your service. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, yeah and yeah, that—that's yeah. uh, that's something neat to carry along with you. I don't know. Yeah. It's not, it just sounds so cool to be like, yeah, I was the guy protecting the yeah. chaplain. You know, I actually, I'm going <clears> to <throat> show you a photo that I have. Um, it's a, it's a picture of me. The chaplain and I were uh, providing coverage. It was after a horrific day um, mm -hmm. where uh, cop combat outpost Walat got overrun by the Taliban. It was an ambush situation. Um, we lost a total of 10 airmen, sailors, uh, soldiers, and one Marine in um, Helmand province, which is southern Afghanistan, in one day. It was, it was the worst killing, um, I think, up to that point. Um, and that was 2008. There's a picture of me after we traveled all day and we're doing all this stuff, and I'm in a chair. I've got my M16 next to me. I'm sitting like this and uh, with my my hands in my lap folded and uh, there's a light above me shining down. And so it looks like I'm praying and it looks like this holy light or whatever. Yeah, but you weren't And the praying? chaplain took the picture. Uh-huh. No, I was sleeping. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, that's great. So, but it is it is su such a cool picture. And he's like, Jake, I could not help myself. And he yeah. would call me Jake, you know. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I couldn't help myself. That was too good a photo not to get. Yeah. And I was so glad he shared it with me. And I, I still have it. So that's I'll cool. have to show it to you. That's you know? really cool. It's funny that you weren't actually praying, though. And yeah. It just looked yeah. like yeah. it just that's how that's how Jake, yeah. that's how Jake sleeps. <laughs> just with his hands folded like he's praying. Yeah. Oh, man. So. Anyway, yeah, it was uh, 
it, but yeah, it, it was great. So, so after the military, yeah. Well, well I yeah, mean, when sure. you did uh-huh. gain your associates and your bachelor's, yep. what was was that in some type of mathematics, economics? <laughs> I don't know what what you yeah. know. Well, obviously, we're going to get into the sure. the auditor thing mm-hmm. here eventually, but. Business administration. Um, okay. Is, um, what I did. So, so you do accounting. You do uh, management. That's what I meant to say. Accounting. Organizational behavior, different things of that nature. Um, so, um, but my my other degrees came later, um, post military. And as a matter of fact, I just finished up my second master's degree, which is in accounting, um, because uh, I do want to attempt the CPA exams, <laughs> even though they. They are terrible, and um, I guess I should say reattempt. Uh, but nonetheless, um, I uh, when I when I became the auditor, though I only had an MBA, uh, so I had an MBA, and then my other two degrees. So I earned two other degrees while I was in office, um, just because even though I I knew accounting and auditing and all this stuff, I wanted to be the expert in those subjects, and so. Uh, I went and got a couple more degrees. <laughs> I knew that you were in school recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so you just completed that like this last a couple like months. Cause Sunday. When, I was going to say, because I, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I remember when I had first texted you, I don't know if it was a couple months ago. Yeah, or, yeah. Or at least a month ago, if not longer. You're mm-hmm. like, hey, hit me up. Uh, yeah. more like this time because I'm I'm drowning. Uh, I'm, right. <laughs> That's probably I'm drowning. what I said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like, yeah, I've got. I think you said I have school or, yeah, or yeah, something yep, until yep. such and such a date. Yep, so yep, yeah, so that that was uh my uh my master's in accounting. Yeah, so that's complete. Now, so that's so. what you just complete. Now mm-hmm. you got to take the the CPA. Yeah, and is that an Illinois thing or is that a nationwide nationwide thing? But your license through your state board. So assuming I pass all four parts of the exam and then the ethics part, uh, then there's a few more steps that have to take place before I'd be able to hold myself out to the public as a certified public accountant. Um, I don't know that I will ever work in public accounting. Yeah. But you're obviously not going to be auditor forever. No, this will be my last (laughs) term. But yeah. um, Event. But I think having that credential is 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 good. And. Uh, just a a fact, a uh, statistical fact, there are less than 1% of the accountants in the United States are African-American. So that is, that's a, a very exclusive club, I guess you could say. Yeah. But I would like to, um, I know whenever I go and talk to people, young people and stuff like that, particularly minorities, and I talk about accounting. No one says they want to be an accountant when they grow up, you know? No. <laughs> no not, one says they want to be an auditor. Not too um, many. all auditors are accountants, but not all accountants are auditors. But Yeah, it's, it's you know, a weird, so, uh, it's yeah. an interesting thing, yeah. which I, I'm hoping uh, to learn more about here. Yeah, but, uh, so anyway. So so you get out of yep. the military, yes. or you get out of the Navy, uh-huh. excuse me. Yep. Um, and th- then... Where where does where do we go from oh, from there? So so I end up back home. Um, by this time, I was married with two children, and uh, we moved back here. Lived with family for a little while because you know you got to get your bearings and so forth. Um, and I started working for Hookshire Transportation. 
Um, now, I often joke when I started there, I didn't know the difference between a kingpin and a bowling pin. You know, it's like, and yet here I am going to go work for a trucking company. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. What did you do um, for what did what did you do for? So Hook I Street? started out as a, a special projects coordinator. That was my title. Uh, and basically, the owner of the company at the time, Steve Hookstra, yeah. would just give me special projects, you know, and okay. this and that. And so after about two months, they made me a driver manager. At the time, we had a northeastern operation called Martini Transportation uh, and um, Northeast uh, United States. I recognize that name. And so, and I actually, I still have a pen to this day. I don't know. That says Martini on it. Yeah. And it still writes. Oh, wow. But yeah. I remember seeing, I I remember seeing that name a lot. With the blue. uh, Yes. I was going to say it was blue. Yeah. Yeah. mm -hmm. And uh, so anyway, I was their driver manager for a while. uh, And then it was, I want to say it was like the first week of May. It was a Friday. Uh, Steve came to me and and he said, you know, you're doing a great job, this and that. Our safety position's been open. You know, I think you'd be good for it, da-da-da. And uh, and offered me the position as the director of safety and recruiting. I accepted it. On Monday, Officer Clayton Roth from the Illinois Department of Transportation showed up, showed me his badge, and said, we are here to do an audit. And uh, I need this list of things. So I've been in the trucking industry for like two minutes and now I'm the safety director and I'm getting audited by the government. Oh so. <laughs> my gosh. Wow. Needless to say, it did not go well. Um, That's not good. We, uh, we, we failed. And mm. our, so there are three levels of safety ratings. It is uh, unsatisfactory, conditional, satisfactory. So we were reduced from satisfactory to conditional. Um, a lot of the things that, uh, so some things had already started when I took that role on, but we brought it all the way through like electronic logs and, you know, actual log auditing, brought the driver qualification files up to date. A lot of things we did, um, changed some of our hiring practices, et cetera. And so by December, we got re-audited, which usually doesn't happen, but we've been, we were basically begging the DOT and we Steve and I went down to a meeting uh, with the FMCSA and others. Anyway, uh, yeah, and- I'm surprised you usually don't get re-audited because don't they want to check to uh-huh. see if you've complied? Right. But they they usually don't do it in such a short time period. Oh, they, so do they wait like another year usually, yeah. or so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so we basically, um, so we, and we got audited again. And we were able, we were successful in that audit. They they had a few findings, but nothing material. And um, our safety rating was raised from conditional back to satisfactory, all within 12 months. And wow. so um, you worked your butt we, off. We worked hard, you know, and it <laughs> yeah. was a team effort. I mean, everybody was on board with getting that safety rating. And um, and Steve was very, very supportive. Steve always told me that safety comes first. I mean, there are some loads that have $700 reschedule fees and different things like that. But if a driver's jammed up on hours of service or if there's a breakdown or anything like that, he said, we have to eat the load. I yeah. mean, we cannot jeopardize their safety. And Having that tone at the top and that perspective from him made all the difference in the world. Um, and people people don't realize how how important it is to have a good owner of a trucking company, a good executive oh, absolutely. at the top. If you have someone who doesn't care about safety, all they care about is pushing the revenue, the revenue 
um, you're going to have a toxic environment, but not so at Hookster Transportation. And, and I was very grateful for that. And I learned so much in that position. Then I left, uh, worked for Great Wide Truckload Management for about nine months, traveled the country. I was a safety guy, but I started out with the Midwest and then I had the Pacific Northwest and then they fired a guy and then I ended up with the Northeast. Oh my. So I was always on the road, always <laughs> in a plane. I, yeah. I was a diamond member with Hilton Hotels. <laughs> I, you know, I, it was a, yeah. and um, I ended up coming back to Hookstra as the operations and safety guy. Um, so they combined the two positions and I held that role for three years and uh, until I ran for auditor. And again, I can't speak enough about the Hookstra family. They were supportive. Like they, there was no guarantee that I would lose. Like I thought I was going to lose, but yeah. um, they, they, they were so supportive. And when I won, they were supportive of me transitioning from the, the whole time. And it's like, I mean, you can't beat that. No. I mean, I mean especially <laughs> since <clears throat> they're going to lose you again. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously they liked you enough because they hired they you hired again, again. <laughs> yeah. after, you, you so, know, so yeah. Yeah. I mean. So it was it was great. Um, and I I don't think I, I would have. Um, and, and quite frankly, I was encouraged, like Steve himself even encouraged well, me I was gonna say, about what, running. What planted this, um, so. the, that seed for running for auditor? What well, did, did someone <laughs> plant the seed or did you plant the seed yourself? Or are you just kind of like, you know what? There's, uh, let's just yeah. try it. You know? Well, I actually was recruited and um, approached by the party about another political position, which I'll, I'll, I'll leave that out because whatever. Um, that didn't work out. I wasn't the pick. So then I was approached about auditor. Now I knew nothing about auditor. I didn't even know we had an auditor. Um, and I certainly didn't know what they did. So uh, the first thing I do is I, I grab statutes and, and I read and I say, oh, okay, well, I can do that. And the pay wasn't much less than, I mean, it was it was less. Uh, well, actually, than what you were making. It was less show. than what I was. It was, yeah. it was actually significantly less than that, I think about it. Um, but it was close enough that it wasn't detrimental. So I'm like, okay, well, I could do that because, you know, it, it'll be something different. It'll expand my skill set, da da da. And I probably won't win anyway. So whatever. At least I can do it. But I end up winning. And, um, and then you're like, oh man, I really I'm have like, to. Well? <laughs> <laughs> so you had so, no, I mean, well. Yeah. <laughs> You sort of had auditing experience or getting audited for safety. Right, right, right. Per se. Right. But, you know, but the not financial statements. Yeah. So you I know, was going to yeah. say, yeah. Kankakee County Auditor is all about finances. It's not about safety, right? Correct. And so, but it's about operations as well. So I okay. knew operations. Okay. Uh, but uh, we don't audit the financial statements. We're internal auditors. And so we're looking at process. We're looking at compliance. And I knew all about process and compliance from my safety days. Okay. Um, but with accounting specifically, you have to have technical knowledge. And um, even though I knew how to read and understand financial statements, I took four accounting classes up to that point. Um, I wasn't an expert. And so what I needed to do the first, I mean, the first thing that I did is I pulled all of it because and governmental accounting is even more difficult to understand. I would imagine. You're dealing with fund accounting, modified accrual basis. All, your private sector is typically accrual basis of accounting or they use cash basis. Uh, but 
Government is much, much different. There's a ton of funds, and there's and this it's coming from all over one, the place. And they're coming from all yeah. over federal, state, et cetera. Uh, so there was a lot to learn very quickly. And so I pulled the Government Accounting Standards Board or GASB statements. Um, I pulled all the statutes I could. I read as many books as I could and and just really got myself educated. And then I enrolled in school and uh, I earned my second bachelor's degree, which was in accounting um, from Governor State. So um, and then I went on to earn my second master's degree while obviously trying to improve the office, start different initiatives, you know, like our internship program and all that kind of thing. Um, so, and, and hopefully I, I've been effective during some of that stuff, but uh, yeah, it was all about becoming the expert. And um, at the end of the day, I wanted to elevate uh, what the office had become over the years to what the office should be, or what I, at least I thought it should be. And, um, you know, we worked on that and worked very hard at that. So. So I guess now's the now's the time. Sure. <laughs> now's the good time to really get into the nitty-gritty. Uh-huh. So what is the Kankakee County Auditor? I mean, you just kind of said it, but mm-hmm. to explain it further, what exactly do you do? Okay, excellent. Well, to answer that, I'm going to start out with we haven't always had an auditor. So there's a population threshold of 75,000 people before the office is created by law. Um if you are less than 75,000, then you have to have a referendum and the people must vote to create the office. That's how it happens. Uh, after you hit 75,000, the office is created and an election is held. Kankakee, elected, uh, Kankakee County elected their first auditor uh, in 1964, I believe. Um, uh, it was um, Ra Bob. What was his name? I, I, his name escapes me now. But anyway, um, very first auditor, four-year term. And uh, I think it was Kel. Uh, but uh, four-year term. Second auditor was a four-year term. Third auditor, Dick Winkle, which a lot of your listeners probably know that name, uh, was auditor for 29 years. That's a long um, time. The longest serving auditor was we've Was he had. the one before you then? No, there were two others. There was two others there was, after uh, him. was Jim Dunn after him, uh, Steve McCarty, who's now the finance director. And Debbie Woodruff, and then me. Okay. So I'm number six. Um, and the auditor is empowered by the state law. Um, so um, the statute that cre- you have the statute that creates the office, and then the statute gives certain duties, powers, and functions to the office. We're responsible for um, auditing what we call claims, which is basically the bills. Um, and we're looking for things like the county is tax exempt. So we don't pay sales taxes. Uh, That is the reason sales taxes is a big thing is that for every dollar you spend on sales taxes, you can't spend somewhere else. Right. Okay. And we have seen um, evidence of well over $40,000 of sales taxes being paid over the years. Okay. That doesn't get caught for whatever reason. And so, you know, so that's part of your job is to find, is to find those dollars. And it could be something as simple as, um, trying to think of an example uh maybe like because you're because you audit all of the offices that are within the county within the county yes. right so let's say you know like the highway department yes let's say they buy a, a new truck uh-huh let's say they end up paying taxes on it yes and you know so, so that's something you that's would something catch. we would catch and okay and, and and shout out to the highway department they have 
excellent records. Uh, we've done my several. Dad, my dad works for them. <laughs> yeah. so he's been he's been with them for like 30, oh, awesome. 35 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. So we've done several audits with them, and and they are probably one of our most supportive um, office or departments, and they have impeccable records. They they do a very fine job, and and I really like that. Um, so, so yeah, so we're responsible for auditing the bills, and then we recommend either payment or rejection to the county board. The authority to approve bills rests with the county board. Um, we have no authority to stop anything. Um, so, so, uh, so wait, you can, you, you can, you're saying reject. Well, we recommend. Recommend. Yeah. So that that the bill gets paid. That it doesn't. Or, or get that paid, it doesn't or get paid. Or it does. Either one. We okay. have that option where we can. Because you think something's phony about. Correct. It. Okay. So if we find if we find evidence of uh, fraud, evidence of improper calculations, evidence of things where uh, people are being paid for services they did not render, et cetera. Okay. Um, we will recommend those be disapproved. Uh, for example, employee reimbursements is a big one. That's kind of some low-hanging fruit. And people will be people. And we have had many situations where people have tried to, uh, or they have charged to their credit card various things that they're not entitled to have. And so we will recommend against paying that. Uh, if it's charged to a credit card, then our recommendation is that they reimburse the county. Uh, because the county, the uh, article... Um, Eight of the U Illinois Constitution says the very first line of that article, public funds, property or credit shall be used only for public purposes. And so our philosophy is if you say, for example, uh, you go on a, to a conference, the conference starts on Sunday. If you decide to travel on Friday for that conference, Friday and Saturday, those are your days. You know, that's not, you know, now if the conference so starts at 8 a.m. Sunday morning, you can travel on Saturday. That's your travel day. But if you're traveling two or three days before that conference starts, those are personal days. And the county does not pay for your hotel or your food for those days. Okay. Uh, you know, that's okay. just not how that works. Okay. Uh, now, we are on the hook for your travel day. And, and there's there's criteria for how much and all that. Well, and it know. all depends on where, where the conference and, is at. Yep, are you yep, driving? Are yep, you flying? Yep. So, that I mean, stuff. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, so we've pointed things out like that. Uh, we've seen things where. So if it was in that case, like, uh -huh. let's say, you know, I worked for one of the county. I was in a I was a, a county employee. Sure. I'm going to a conference, but mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, in Milwaukee. I've mm -hmm. got friends there. Yep. I'm going early uh, two days beforehand. Now, if I'm going to. uh get a, you know, have a couple extra nights at a hotel, mm -hmm. then I would have to pay for that separately. Not with, Correct. if I, if I have government issued credit card or whatever. Correct. Okay. Because those two days where you're, you're partying with your friends for lack of a better term, those are personal days. And the government isn't responsible for your leisure. The government is responsible for anything that is work related, which is that conference. Um, and so there's there, there's been several occasions where there's a lot a lot of pushback on that. Oh yeah, most it, of the it time, seems like you see that stuff in the papers oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, and most of the time uh, the county board will approve that stuff anyway. They, I mean, and, and I'm not going to get into um, what their motivations are or whatever, but I've said my piece. Right. I'm elected by the people. I represent them, and and I give 
what my professional opinion is on this stuff. Um, I happen to be the only certified fraud examiner in this county as well in terms of the county government. And so I uh, I think I have a little bit of an edge in terms of expertise on the matter. So, <laughs> But uh, nonetheless, it's, uh, it's one of those things that um, you expect. And it's your job as an auditor. And I had a professor. Can I say piss? Like, the, okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Well, That's fine. Because <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure fine. if I could use profanity we're, or anything like that. We're but, fine with uh, that. But, you know, I had a, a professor used to tell me, if you're not pissing somebody off, you're not doing your job if you're the <laughs> auditor. Okay. So. Well, I mean, um, yeah. it's a very, yeah. it's a very uh, sensitive, it important is. subject, it you is. know. So. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it can be, honestly. I feel like it can be easy for anyone to overstep themselves, oh, yeah. no matter how oh, yeah. no matter how great of a person they yep. are. You know what I mean? And and like uh, you know, I I know I I don't know. Like I said, I feel like we're all guilty of that. And sometimes oh, yeah. when when we do when we first step over that line, mm-hmm. we don't really realize it, right? And. And maybe till later, then we're like, oh, yeah, probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. Yep, yep. Um, and one of the things our office really tries to do is, um, you know, sometimes mistakes happen. For example, I accidentally pulled my county card to get gas instead of my personal card. OK, that has happened. We don't go and run to the paper or run to the board and say, oh, they're fraud, fraud, fraud. We call the person and we say, hey. This happened. Most of the time, the reaction is, oh, you know what? And Mm -hmm. they come and bring a check, (laughs) you know, right there because they know they messed up and they know it was an accident. And when you get a response like that, you know that that's a legitimate. But when it's a pushback, yeah, you know, you're not going to tell me what to do or they ignore you, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, well, fine. And you Mm -hmm. put it in your report and And that it becomes public. Yeah. So, um, so we don't get into gotcha, even though some people think we do. Uh, we really try to work with people because mistakes happen. Right. Um, but sometimes. Well, and, and at the end of the day, I mean, like you said, it's actually not up to you no. on whether you're just saying you're an investigator. That's correct. I mean, Basically. really, an auditor is an investigator mm-hmm. of of finances. So you're just saying, hey, I found this. Yep. Just so you know. Yep. And exactly. Then, then the board exactly. is going to do what, yeah. what they see fit. And we're trying to, uh, we, we look for compliance. So uh, if we have grant agreements and different things like that, do these expenditures follow what the grant allows for? That kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, we also, um, we do reporting, obviously. We've got our website and different things of that nature. Because um, everyone can, it, all that's viewable online, oh, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. www.k3countyauditor.com. And uh, you can see everything we do. Um, we've got an online checkbook where you can, and it's searchable. Um, we've got some nice reports out there that people can go to and look at. Um, and there's some Q and A out there where maybe you're at, you've got questions about what's an auditor, what's, uh, the AICPA, what's internal control, different things of that nature. And we've got answers to those questions out there. If you're interested, um, we've had interns from Olivet, Governor State and KCC in our office. Um, and every intern that keeps in touch with me, uh, they, they 
constantly talk about how wonderful that experience was. And and it's not just me. Um, our chief deputy, Marsha, who is a CPA, um, is uh, is wonderful. And she is she's tougher than I am on some of these transactions. Yeah. A lot of people think it's always me. Uh-huh. Uh, just I take the blame just and that's because fine. You're, but you know, it's your office. I tell you, Marsha right? doesn't yeah. play. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, well, you heard it. You heard it here first, man. It's, it's yeah. Marsha. Yeah. You know, J- I mean, Jake, she- Jake is just the front man. Yeah. You know. she's, caught, she's caught some stuff like I might have an incomplete packet or whatever and she's like uh, Jake uh, you know tap it on the desk <laughs> man do yeah, I know that look yeah. right so, yeah. so don't think it's you know but but no we we really have a wonderful working relationship and um, we have a good group of folks and across the county by and large we've got good people I mean by and large we've got good people um, you've got your issues but you know, every every place does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and then beyond that, we've got, of course, the very contentious part of the statute where we're also the general accountants of the county. Um, there is a court case going on. I'm not going to get into that unless you want to. But to try to deal with that. But um, and wait, so you're did duties. you say you're also the accountants for the county? Yes. So we're how does that the, work? Well, basically, we our office functions by law as that of a comptroller. So uh, we would effectively, we would be the ones who would produce the financial statements that would be audited by the external auditors. So okay. the auditors would audit the auditor, basically. Oh, my God. Is, is what would happen. <laughs> my God. Uh, and, and what should happen, uh, frankly, because you couldn't, if you, if we were responsible for auditing the financial statements, we would audit our own work. And that's. Every accounting, every piece of accounting literature uh, that is a conflict of interest. Well, it's obviously, just, you know, yeah. because the crux of accounting and an internal control is that no one person can commit fraud and conceal the fraud. So if you were auditing your own work, that doesn't um, make sense. <laughs> you would be able to commit and conceal fraud. Yeah, you'd be um, able to just blanket exactly. it over. So, um, but. The the county years ago split the elected office and took the accounting duties along with other duties out of Section 1005 and put it in the finance department um, under the guise of auditing your own work, which is a complete um, it's it's misconstruing that language. But nonetheless, like I said, we've got a court case that will cess all of that out and will um, will give us a ruling on what's law and what isn't so that we can move forward because this has been an issue that's been going on for many years uh but particularly with my administration it's been um uh in the court since august of 2020 but it's been an issue since december really of 2016 so it's it's time to put it to rest is that when you that's when you took office was six, yes, 2016. Oh, so okay. I first raised the issue around December 21st of 16. Uh, it got toxic by June of 17. <laughs> so, okay. and it's been bad ever since. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I think anyone yeah. that just even just pays attention yeah. to even yeah. just headlines yeah. with the journal or yeah. they hear a blip on the radio, yep. that's, yeah. you know, it's going to come up. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I don't want to dwell on it, but no, yeah, and yeah, like, like so, I said, this isn't yeah. a uh, this isn't a political <laughs> so, arena podcast, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I once it cracked me up. The uh, uh, I, th- I think it was about a month ago. Uh-huh. I had, um, I had someone comment on the uh, Kankakee uh, podcast Facebook mm-hmm. page mm-hmm. about uh, just saying something about 
oh, you know, podcast is great as long as you don't let that certain political group on or oh. whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, and I commented back. I'm yeah. like, well, this is not a political podcast. So, right. you know, this um, is learning about people. Yeah, just learning about. And, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. There's a little so, that might bleed in because government. I it, mean, it's going to bleed in. Obviously, it just bleed yeah, it, yeah, yeah, bleeded it in, in a little bit yeah, now. But yeah. I'm so, not we're not going to we're talk, not going there. We're not yeah. going to talk about we're not going to talk about right <laughs> yeah. and wrong and that's who's right. involved. And that's right. I'm not interested in that. Yep. And that's that's a whole nother. That's a whole, that's nother, a whole nother platform. Yeah. Whole e- nother matter. E- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but it's, it's, uh, it's good to know and just get like an, an insight into what you, you actually yeah. do. Yeah. Um, cause I know there's people like me that just, yeah, they you know, just don't know. They just don't they know. Don't, I didn't know until I was in it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, part of your job though, also as an elected official, and I tell people all of the time. Elected officials represent you and your interests. It doesn't matter what I think on a particular subject, really. I mean, it really doesn't. Um, in the auditor's role, see, I don't have to take policy positions. So I love that. You know, I can just say, you know, that's wrong because the law or that's wrong because of an accounting standard. That's wrong because of an auditing standard or a contract agreement. I don't have to vote on it. You know, I, I could right. just you throw just, the issue out there and walk and, away. That's, <laughs> I've got that's the best nice. job in the world. That's you nice. Know? Yeah. And so when people try to pigeonhole me in the policy positions, I can I can just say, you know what? That doesn't concern me. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, though, as an elected official, you represent your constituency. And so if you are on the legislative side of things, it doesn't matter what your personal beliefs are uh, unless you tell people when you're running this is what I believe and this is what you're voting for, regardless of what you want, then okay. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you you go with whatever your constituency wants. And so, but one of the things I tell people all the time is that elected officials have to be accessible and they have to be involved in the community. And so whenever I'm invited to come and give a talk or to meet with people, uh, go to a coffee shop, whatever, I go. And I think it's very important for people to feel that they are that I'm accessible. And, and hopefully they do feel that way. Um, hopefully I do come across as someone that you want to have a beer with. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, I, I mean, I would hope so. You know. You're a guy growing hops Yeah. So, um, but, but yeah. And so elected, but sometimes elected officials forget and they think that they are the important ones. Look at any organizational chart of a government. And at the very top are the citizens. And uh, that that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, they they are the ones who run the show. And uh, sometimes you get the ones that you know, aren't paying your salary. You know, okay, okay, buddy, that, you that's know, right. Back. That's the ex- that's <laughs> yeah. the extreme. But most you know. people are not like that. Mm-hmm. Most people are so wonderful, and they go out of their way to be nice to you. Like I get frequently more than I ever thought I would. I get random letters from constituents either to my home or to the office, just some giving me some encouragement on one thing or another, uh, some asking questions that they weren't quite sure about. And I write everyone back as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Uh, most of my letters back are handwritten um, because I think that personal touch is a little important. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I find elected life is... is uh, 
is a blessing and a curse. That's probably you know? why you're yeah. probably going to be almost relieved when the oh. second term is. Oh, I'll be glad. And you're <laughs> you're a year in almost. Almost a year in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This so. and it's a four year, another four years. It's another four years. Yeah. yeah. And you but take, but you know it's it's yeah. cool that uh, it, it's neat that we you know you are the official <clears throat> that has been elected and has also educated yourself mm-hmm. within that position yes you know yeah. of finances mm-hmm. that's really i think that's really cool to know it, it yeah uh it, it's almost like you know the it's it's like another way the community is helping someone to just grow their yeah. own life right you know right and give give you that opportunity to Mm-hmm. to do so yeah you know? now i will yeah. throw a shameless plug in here so i'm living <laughs> off of military benefits so the county isn't paying for my education um it's all military um va benefits because in the when you join the military from illinois they have what's called the illinois veterans grant and it pays 120 credit hours at the undergraduate or graduate level for any public institution and then i joined um voluntarily the Montgomery GI Bill that you pay into, and then there's money that comes back, which is far beyond what you pay into it. Uh, unfortunately, most veterans do not utilize that, and they end up paying into it and never use it. So there's a ton of money in that um, um, in that bucket. But if it were not for the military, I don't know how I would be all the schooling and yeah, able to do that. Yeah. Um, very little debt to from mm-hmm. school um, yeah. where with my level of education, you'd be in the hundreds of thousands. Of yeah. Dollars I was easily. just going to, I was just going to say, I don't know. It, it's so much so, money. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Which is outrageous. Isn't yes. That outrageous? It really so, is, man. That's another podcast. There we go. That's a, that's a whole nother. <laughs> but see, yeah, when I talk money, again. I like get right, into it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, so, that's important. Yeah. That's good yeah. to know. One thing I was wondering is how many different, departments do we really have in our county because i feel like there are departments that i've never even like i don't even know exist you know like of course i always know the highway department because of my Mm -hmm. father working Mm -hmm. for the highway department but like Mm -hmm. you know and obviously you got the sheriff Mm -hmm. but like there are others that i'll just hear about for the first time i'm like that's a thing like i like i didn't know you know so how many different departments are well when you lump them all together, um, departments and offices. So offices are headed by elected officials. So the sheriff is not a department; that's an office. Okay. Um, the coroner is an office. The Thank you for an correcting office, me kind on of that. Yeah. But most people don't know that. You wouldn't yeah. know that. And it's it's good. Yeah. To, it's good to, to um, know the difference. So now, in general, though, we just say department heads. We say departments just because it's easier. But people do should know the difference because you're voting for those office holders you mm-hmm. know you're voting for your state's attorney and departments are are usually appointed. appointed yeah by appointed. one of those people in the office right well by the board or the, oh, which okay, is the board. The it's still an office yeah, yeah but those are offices yeah. yeah so um so yeah and uh so all together with elected officials and with um appointed officials there are 28 departments yeah that's a lot yeah yeah and uh we have, um, or 26 departments, I think, and 28 board members is what it is. But anyway, and uh, so there's, you know, the assessor, there's animal control, there's, you know, administration, there's the recorder, which is an office, um, you know, on and on it goes. Uh, so we have a lot. And uh, 
almost every office has, well, every office has some portion of the general fund that goes as part of their budget, but, or, or office or department. Um, but many of them have all these special funds and all these grants and things, you know, um, including drainage districts and all these other taxing bodies we have and cash or um, funds that the county holds. Um, there are over 140 funds that the county controls um, and distributes in various areas and stuff. So it's a lot of money to run through the county, um, well over $100 million. And um, yeah, so it's a lot of work to try to manage that and make sure that it is being spent, or I often say it's being well spent. You know, we <laughs> yeah. don't want it to just be spent. spent. We want it to be, be well, well spent. spent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I definitely heard that a yeah. time or two growing yeah. up from my my grandparents. You <laughs> that's know. Right. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's very true. Yeah. Um, I just forgot something else. I was going to ask you now. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I know. I, that was another thing I was thinking of before we. Um, before we actually set a date and a time to do this podcast uh -huh. is like, so not only, you know, you're, you're going to school. Yes. The auditor. Yes. You've got another job too. <laughs> and I'm like, man, it's like, yeah, yeah, how yeah. does this, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like, how does this guy and obviously a family too. Yes. So. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I stay busy. I don't sleep much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hear you. I'm, I'm right there with you. But, uh, but you know, it, I've always been that way. Like if you talk to anyone who kn knew me in high school or when I was a young person, um, I was always very, very busy in high school. I was the president of most organizations. And if I wasn't the president, I was an officer of some sort. And, uh, you know, I didn't know where one meeting ended and one began, you know, <laughs> it was just always something going on. Yeah. And I worked all through high school, um, as well. So, you know, busyness has just always been part of my MO, but, uh, nonetheless, I, uh, hopefully I'm, I'm impactful. I volunteer a lot as well. So, um, I serve on the, um, Symphony Orchestra Board. I'm the treasurer. I of did board. see that. Yeah. I'm the treasurer for the Community Foundation, Kankie River Valley. Um, you notice how you, you see, and that's the other thing that kind of sucks about being a finance person. You always get stuck being Stuck, the treasurer yeah. everywhere it's I'm like i do say, this you all be day my, long you want to be my accountant you know, <laughs> you know for, like, for the podcast you can yeah, be my accountant yeah. and so uh and then I, I i serve on what's now clove alliance or i used to serve i just rotated off of clove alliance's board um and uh serving our um survivors of uh, sexual assault yes and um you know so there's some other boards that i serve on uh and and hopefully I'm impactful and, and that, but uh, volunteering is very important to me and trying to make a difference in the community um, is very, very important to me. The Key City Community Development Corporation, um, I serve with a fantastic group of people with that group and um, trying to help build the city of Kankakee. So um, it is, it is, um, it's important to me to do that. Yeah. So. Well, someone's got to do it, and I'm yeah. I'm grateful that you're one of those people. Oh, well, thank so, you, thank, thank you, you for that. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's uh, it it takes it takes time and patience. It does, you yeah. know, to yeah. to do all those things and and to be part of something like development. Yeah, you know, so because <laughs> yeah. it takes time, mm -hmm. and people want instant results. Yeah, and it doesn't work. I mean, it does not work that way. I remind myself yeah. that just about my own. Mm -hmm 
journey mm-hmm. like every single day i'm like oh man if i only had yeah. this right now and it's like well jake it it it's a it, it's a gradual you know you can't yes. just have it now that's right that's so right i just keep trying to tell myself that i often know? tell people that it's like you know we've been programmed to think that way though we've yeah. got instant coffee instant potatoes instant popcorn you know all of that and it's like we've been programmed to want it now and yes. to think it's going to happen now and that we'll have quality yeah that's like, the other yeah, thing no <laughs> yeah it's so, it doesn't work that way when, yeah. when you're trying to build a, a exactly. life right it's like the exact opposite right you know the yeah. totally the exact yeah. opposite so so yeah i mean I, I I know we could go on forever. Oh, we could. I know, you know. it's getting. Uh, we've probably been talking for an hour and a half uh, or so. Hour, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say yeah. an hour and a half at yeah. this point. So this yeah. is this has so, been great. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. Well, I for being on it. And anything yeah. else you want to? I mean, even just with you know, because obviously you've got about you know a little over three years left uh-huh. in the office. Yep. Uh, in the auditor's office. I mean, is there anything you want people to know that you're working on i mean obviously we're not talking about the lawsuit right but, you know because that i know that's usually like the thing that yeah, people, that's ask people ask you ask first you know? <laughs> but i mean let's talk yeah. about things yeah. besides that mm-hmm. is there anything that's you know you want to make sure people know about mm-hmm. that you're working on or anything like that well the big thing is um aside from that is uh i want and, and this is kind of i guess anecdotal or whatever, but, um, I want people to be proud of their auditor's office and to know that we've got high caliber folks, both the elected official and the chief deputy and any other employees who may end up working there, um, who are working on their behalf. And I want them to be able to trust what the auditor's office says. Um, in terms of specific projects and things like that, I would love to have that website redone before I leave office. I hate that website. Um, And I'm the webmaster, right? It's a Google (laughs) site. I do it all, but I'm horrible at that kind of thing. Um, So I would love to have a more user-friendly, functional, better presentation. Um, That would be a project. Yeah, that's always a project. To have um, done. Need a good intern. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. A marketing intern. There you you go. Not these accountants that always want to come to me. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, you know, but beyond that, it's really really just, just creating that office that people can be proud of. And they can, and hopefully they can say that, after Jake Lee served as county auditor, our county is better off because he contributed his part. Now, he's not the savior in any way or the hero or he doesn't get the credit, uh, but he did what he was supposed to do while he was in office. And I can be proud that he was my countywide elected official. And if that's what the majority of people remember me as, I'm okay with all the other BS that I know is out there. Um, and uh, I want to pass the office off to whoever comes next if the voters don't abolish it through referendum. And hopefully they can be proud of inheriting an office that they can take to the next level. So that's what I would say. Well put. <laughs> very well put, man. Very well put. Yeah, well, yeah. Jake Lee, thank you. Well, again thank for... you, Jake Lee. For... <laughs> It's like I said, I just, it's me. so silly, but it's so funny yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So I mean, this is great. And and no yeah. one really 
does this. You know, I, I don't do this. So thank okay, you. yeah, thank you're welcome. I'm, no, you know, I'm yeah, I'm glad that uh, you took the invitation. So oh, absolutely. I guess that goes back to what you were saying earlier about making yourself open if someone yeah, invites you absolutely. somewhere. And, so. and who would deny an invitation from you? Anyway? Uh, well, like, you might be surprised. <laughs> you know, you might be surprised there. Yeah, yeah. But you've had not. some great people on here. Um, thank you. Uh, Project Headspace and Timing, for example. I mean, yes. these guys, just some wonderful people. And I look forward to seeing who else. I mean, you 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 got a lot of folks to pick from, too, so I, that helps. The, so. the list keeps getting <laughs> yeah, longer yeah, yeah. and long, And the subjects and yeah. the places, it just keeps growing. Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 So, so thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. All right. Well, that uh, concludes this episode of Kankakee Podcast. I'm Jake Lamore. Please follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Kankakee Podcast. And also subscribe or follow wherever it is that, you're, that you get your podcasts, whether it's uh, Apple, Spotify. Uh, leave us a, a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you can as well. You can also go to kankakeepodcast.com and sign up for our mailing list. Uh, you can find out how you can become a sponsor of the podcast as well. All that stuff is at kankakeepodcast.com. And uh, look forward to talking with you next week. And, of course, our infamous theme song by Lupe Carroll. People tend to stick to you.